and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are analyzing aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm John Engel. And I'm Joe Dater, and this is Minute 114, which begins with Ripley looking up at something and ends with the tracking device beeping faster and faster and faster. And, and uh, uh, oh, is I'm Joe sorry. Dater back again with us? Thanks for coming back. Yes, I was going to uh, go on and introduce... Uh, joining us once again for uh, this Thursday show is Susan Kruglinska. Hello. Yes, thanks for coming back, Susan. Thank you for having me again. And you are the host of the Shining 237 podcast. Yes, I do my own version of this, but with two minutes and 37 seconds of The Shining every week. And that is the movie the movie not the book not and the not, TV the mini, movie. not the mini Definitely not the mini series although so that should be next very specifically <laughs> stanley kubrick's the shining which yes. is distinguished from the other two i think we should know, do a minute by minute a minute by minute of the mini series the tv mini the four and a half hour mini series <laughs> oh god uh, oh my gosh that's it i never even watched it it is uh, painful i have an essay it's wonderful on it. yeah if you go to uh, your website yeah the go shining to my website. Two, three, it's just the shining 237.com yeah and she has a great breakdown of it with some clip montages that she put together and it's all you need to know about that that terrifyingly horrible miniseries <laughs> and I, I assume i i think i've heard that they they definitely do have the you know Dinosaur shrubbery and all that stuff. Yes, um, the, the 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 topiary that comes to life. Topiary, yeah. Yeah. I I you know I like the book quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I like the mo- I like Kubrick's movie better than yeah. the book, but I also kind of just keep them separate from each other in my mind. Yeah. Sure. It's like yeah, uh, he he did a kind of a loose interpretation of the book in his own way. And I'm going to probably pick a Stanley Kubrick anything over anything else for the most part. I'm going to like whatever he did better than whatever somebody else did. Oh, like Barry, you like Barry Lyndon better than uh, vegan lasagna. Very much so, yes, <laughs> very much so. Like you, like, um, even if you were starving, hmm. someone said, to you, well, okay, we've well, got three things here. One of them is vegan lasagna, another one is a carburetor, and the other one is Barry Lyndon. And even though those things are not in any way similar, they can't be compared like apples and oranges, you're still going to say Barry Lyndon better than all those other two things. Well, I'll tell you, I would probably take the lasagna, but I'd pop in Barry Lyndon and uh, watch while I ate, you know. Well, you in that case, I'm starving. I don't want to die. I wouldn't be able to watch Barry Lyndon anymore. And Barry Lyndon's no shining. Let's (laughs) sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, that's only a little kind of controversial hot take you'll get from listening to her show. Yeah. If if it wasn't for my deep feelings for 2001. Barry Lyndon would be my favorite Kubrick movie. Oh, but, really? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. And I've got the uh, the lovely new Criterion release of it. Oh, it's well, absolutely stunning. And it's got a lot of good supplement uh, supplemental mm-hmm. stuff on it. Oh, I need to um, have you on talking about that because I, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about his individual movies. And yeah, you, we need to talk about that. Okay. Well, I could talk about Barry Lyndon. Uh, yeah. Mitch. If, if you have Mitch on or if Mitch comes on with me, he can really talk about Barry London as well. So Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, that'd be great to talk about that. So but we should talk about Aliens now. Oh, yes. This is the movie we're doing is Aliens. Minute, minute 114 out of a total of 4,000 minutes of this film. Yes, yes. Or so it seems. And we um, are in the lair. At this point, she's she's entering. She's about to enter the lair. Right. The, the last minute ended with her, the tracker, she looked left, 
And then she, the tracker apparently led her to look right. It told her colder, I guess. She looked left and it was like yeah. colder. And then she turned right. And then her eyes kind of bulged right at the end of that last minute. So now we, we know what she was looking at. We see the entryway to a new chamber, a new alien chamber, which um, she would have seen firsthand earlier on only on the screen, right? Um, from the um, – from you know the observation area there with Gorman and and Burke, she never right. really she hasn't seen been this in before. that in this place, and we're really getting somewhere in this in this minute because she's come out of the elevator. And now she's not just seeing these sort of generic walkways and catwalks and metal sort of gratings and everything. Now it's covered in this goo and and uh, alien material, and she's clearly getting close to where they are. And yeah. we're hearing the the beeping of the tracking device, which is how she's finding Newt. Um, but we're also at, the, at during this scene we start hearing a heartbeat um, that kind of put, kind of grows as the scene really? goes on. Yeah, yeah there's that? there's a heartbeat sound. It's just a, I have a feeling it's just something James Cameron threw in for tension. I'm I'm not crazy about it. I think it's a little superfluous. I'm sure it's supposed to be kind of her heartbeat. You know, we're we're sort of okay. Yeah. But um, or is it our heartbeat? Maybe. It's, Remember, he established a POV shot for us in the last minute, so maybe he's saying, you, you know, he's subconsciously t- giving us a, a raised heart rate. There, you are terrified right now. I'm, te- <laughs> you know, I am forcing you to be terrified. Or it could be just a malfunctioning boom mic, which ended up going down <laughs> someone's shirt during the filming, and they never, they never caught it. And maybe she had one of those uh, lapel mics, right? Ripley, exactly. And she had it slipped down a little lower than, yeah. And notice the um, yellow siren light that's on the ceiling. Um, we've seen that. That's that was directly taken from the original Alien. Also, the original Alien at the end when she's you know making her way to the escape pod had those exact same um, siren yellow siren lights. Um, just a lot lifted from that first movie. Little little details lifted. Yeah, I mean, I think there was even a little heartbeat in the track there in Alien. I mean, there was that definitely multiple times in Alien where. You get the sense of a heartbeat, at least. It might have been more of a practical sound effect. Yeah, something on the Nostromo kind of emulating that. But yeah, well, he differs. It's definitely he, similar. Cameron differs from Ridley Scott in this, uh, in that he doesn't uh, use the strobe lights, like the really intense flashing strobe lights. So there's a little bit touches here and yeah. there, but not much. Yeah. yeah, which is the strobe lights are a really extreme effect to have on there. And some, I remember some critics at the time complaining about it, like there's no explanation for why these strobe lights are going on at the end, except that it's it makes it look, you know, cool, but there's no logical reason for it, yeah. which is well, fine. It was, fine with me. Was, I didn't need a logical reason for it. No, and, but it was 1979, which was the you know tail end of the disco. Exactly, era. of course. Yeah, the, yeah. there's uh, there's disco strobe lights everywhere. It was yeah. I guess it, it, as a stylistic choice, it fit right in with uh, uh, Ring My Bell and Saturday yes. Night Fever. And that's, and that's if I redid uh, this movie with pop songs from the era. If I redid Alien. From 1979, I'd have to put some disco on there. Yeah, I'd oh, have yeah. to, and the strobe lights would be perfect, and I'd be able to put in, uh, you know, uh, I love the nightlife. I, I've got to boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on the disco highway? Uh, on the disco round, right? Right, I thought it on was right. Oh my god, I've always thought it was the disco highway. I no, thought no. it was right. It's the disco round, but her accent goes the disco round. Uh, this I is a Rashomon. The disco highway. This is a Rashomon thing. I thought it was no. right. I thought it was right. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's, she has a very weird enunciation. <laughs> no, I, just... I think she's from Finland or something. She says, "I love the nightlife. I've got to bogey." 
Both of you. Oh, hi. she wasn't talking about hi. Bogart. And she says, hi, love the nightlife. Hi. So who knows what's going on with her. She may have been an alien herself. What was her name again? She oh, was, uh, Gloria. King. She was something king. No, I don't know. But let's get back to this. So the, the, <laughs> we are talking I'm about going this. to be the, f- I'm going to be super focused girl. And we, I want to throw in quickly that in the uh, X, not included in this little minute is Ripley coming upon Paul Reiser. Um, was this where that's the, the scene I believe this is from? where this would have come in. Okay. It, uh, and you can find it on YouTube if you, Google, you'll see the really sloppy, messed up, uh, excised scene where she's coming, she's crawling through this maze and um, comes upon his face. He's 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 cocooned, and he's he's like, save me. He's the only one who doesn't say kill me. Every other person who's cocooned is like, kill me. <laughs> and Paul Reiser's yeah. the only one who's like, save me. I'm losing money by the minute here. <laughs> yeah. And and he says that he has something inside him, and she hands him a grenade. And that was excised from the movie. And I'm surprised that was excised because that's kind of a cool scene. Um, I mean, I think it's clearly just cut for pacing, you know, like this. You don't want to interrupt this tense uh, thing of her like going through there. Because, again, we're watching all this out of context. And so it's not going to matter as much. If something is, you know, uh, if you're watching something in uh, in chunks over time, that, that pacing doesn't matter much. But if you're sitting there, you know, watching the whole two hours without interruption, that one little scene can make a whole huge difference. It can completely throw you off and take you out of uh, the action. Yeah, but so. it's so memorable. I mean, you know, it's so it kind it's of... It's a great deleted scene on the DVD. Yeah. It's great to have it as a supplement, but it yeah. wouldn't it would have been great in the body of the film, I don't think. It, it comes in the exact same spot, pretty much, that the Dallas scene would have come in an alien, too, which I always argue just absolutely stalls that whole sequence. Like, you don't want a, her to stop and have a conversation when she's trying to get to uh, yeah. uh, the narcissist there, I don't really want it here either. And honestly, I'm glad. I like to think that uh, I like to think that Bert just got completely mauled early. I, I'd rather imagine him having a much more horrible death. Yeah, he's one this. of the ones he's one of the ones they ingested and not one of the yeah. ones they saved for yeah, later. Yeah, he was the food, you know, he was you know, one one for food, three for cocooning, you know, well, I think is the old yeah. adage with the okay. aliens. And I think he was the food. Yeah, like I like to think of him that way. Like it was, he had such a great death. I think yeah. earlier. So I would not have like I've never liked. Uh, I think I've seen that scene a couple of times. I kind of forgot about it. Somebody brought it up on Facebook recently. I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot about that. But for me, I love how he goes out originally. So I, I'm better without it. Yeah, but personally. you don't really see him die. If I think if they hadn't have done the cocooning, they should have had you know, the mouth go through his head or something, you know, I mean, you would have wanted to see that. You really don't see yeah, we, anything, you know. Yeah, Mitch Mitch was on when, the, when during Burke's death scene, so to speak, and we talked to the exact same thing, how it was a bit of a difference maybe between James Cameron and Ridley Scott is that um, Ridley Scott took a character we really liked and, and um, Brett uh, and had to you know, get him horribly, you know, mauled by the alien, like – at Parker, you see the thing go right through his head, and then we have a character like Burke who we hate, and we don't even get the satisfaction of seeing him get yeah, killed. Yeah, that's the way I but feel. I like imagining that his head just got ripped off like the you know top of a lollipop. You know, yeah. it's better. So yeah, know. it's better if you imagine it as as horrifying. Do you think maybe? Yeah. The, do you think possibly the aliens are deciding who to eat and who to cocoon by making a quality judgment? Do you think they're looking at the person and assessing them? Because, you know, the, once you face hug somebody and uh, 
then what comes out of their chest is going to take on some of their physical characteristics. And so they're looking at Burke and going, oh, no, this is crap. We don't, we don't, we don't want this. This DNA is not. Right, exactly. It's just like the way you would do it if you're looking at a mate. You're looking for uh, someone to mate with. You would say you'd look at their physical characteristics and, and decide if they were suitable uh, um, material. Uh, to reproduce with, and I think the aliens are looking at it that way. So they grab, you know, they grab like uh, somebody like uh, like uh, Dallas, and they go, "Oh, this guy's he's virile, he's manly, he's got leadership qualities, he's good. We want we want some of his uh, uh, mixed in ours." And then they look at Burke and they go, "This guy's a weasel. Okay. He's just yeah, crap. We, he's we, just food. He's food." You don't think we aliens had, uh, want? To, aren't aliens villains? I mean, they want villainous. You would think they would want villainous DNA. Well, they don't want a weasel. Yeah, I guess so. No, they want. Know, they want a strong. They want to. They want to put their 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 face hugger seed into somebody who is worthy. See, that's what when uh, Tasha Robinson was on the show a few weeks ago, we were talking about how had they had they actually reproduced through Burke, they would have uh, had had an alien that would fuck you over for a goddamn percentage. Right. They and would we have, would have yeah, actually the douche, had the DNA the of a smart businessman. <laughs> yes. So why wouldn't they want that? Why not? He's cutthroat. He's a cutthroat business alien. You yeah, know that could come they, in handy. They don't want to bring moral would... DNA. They don't want oh. ethics. They don't want ethics and morals. They the, no, they, they do. They don't want. They have a they, altruism. No, they, but they hey, they don't aliens want. Aliens got to have a code. No, right, but, but Burke is Burke is is a weasel. He's weak. He's gonna he's gonna um, bring down the quality of their uh, of their species. He's a killer. He was going to, you know, he was he was going to kill every person in the crew to get away with bringing uh, Ripley and and Newt uh, impregnated with aliens. No, you know, not, he's a killer. He's, it's he's, not a heroic uh, sort of a hunter killer. He's a he's a, he's a, a behind no, the scenes was, I don't think you're I don't think you're giving him enough credit. Weasel with no No, he was no delegating. Balls. The killing to the aliens. So actually, what you're producing is a, a lazy alien. He'd be constantly, "You go get him." Burke would have been well, a terrible choice <laughs> to reproduce with. He would have delegated. But you know, in this day and age, and once they get into the economically corporate world, because you know they're headed there. Um, yeah. I'm sure by alien uh, the, by the fourth one, they'll be integrated into the workforce, right? I, I don't remember it Work, very well. Worker but, aliens. Uh, worker aliens. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, enough. <laughs> I guess we could stop talking about Burke, but that's good. I'm, Susan, I'm glad you brought that up because that cut scene, man, I had totally forgotten about it until recently. And I actually kind of forgot to bring it up. Now, I did want to bring up, though, so we last minute we talked about Ripley kind of laying down the suppressing fire with the incinerator, right? And she keeps like shooting out ahead of her like Randomly this precaution. Flame What's throwing. That? She's flame throwing. And I wonder if it's referred yeah. to as flame throwing. Or throwing flame. What's the proper way to say what she's doing? Uh, throwing flame. Throwing I guess flame. probably. Yeah, works. flame throwing. So she's is throwing a... flame down these hallways. Now she's looking for a survivor right now. Now she's got a general idea. Uh, I guess she's very, very much trusting the tracker here that uh, Newt isn't within whatever range of that flamethrower in front of her. <laughs> right? But we're also just talking about the fact that Burke was there. Like, how did she not already incinerate Burke anyway? <laughs> if Burke was up there. She's laying down this fire ahead yeah, of herself, not like, knowing at all if there's cocooned people up there or if Newt – I mean, what if Newt lost the tracker but she was cocooned closer than the tracker? You know, I just feel like – I don't know. I'm nitpicking, but I feel like she's not being that careful. She's being careful she's for her she's own sake, but not so much of, for anyone else's. She's trying to get rid of anything bad that would be floating in the air in front of her. It's almost like if you were walking into an unfamiliar bathroom and you had an air freshener in your hand. You just want to – Hold it out in front of you and just <laughs> hold your nose and go, okay, just 
get rid of anything that might be floating in the air. That might be it. I don't know. It does thing. seem in, like she's just randomly throwing flames around as one does from a flamethrower. In reality, these aliens would have already ganged up on her and in done reality, her in. In yeah. reality. This is why. This is why. Yeah. But so. What, but what, you're say, what you seem to be saying in that, in that remark there is, uh, in a way, saying that the aliens perhaps are not as much of a threat as they should be because they're their their threat is dialed up or down depending on uh what the story requires yes. that which is a criticism of the movie i think it is but you know that's movies that's the way these things work i like yes. it. I, li- I don't know I how you like, would do this movie like if the it. aliens were a consistent I do. and you know constant threat well that's why i like the know? first movie better i mean it's a little more airtight you only have one alien so it's easier to make it an airtight movie but i love my movies airtight like you know jaws is airtight I li- you know, I like movies, and that's of course, you know, the the ultimate not, you know, the opposite of airtight is Prometheus. You know, that's where you got to the point where yeah. it was like, oh come on, nobody would do this. You know, but that was my criticism of of it, and uh, which was supported on this show by your previous guest, John. I forget, I forget who it was, but you guys it had a discussion. Mitch, about it. I think it was Mitch who the complaint was that the threat isn't a threat consistently throughout the film, and it it simply didn't work for me as a movie for that reason oh yeah uh, i don't know i liked movie, it a lot i was more like well did. so what is the is this clown dangerous or not i i couldn't tell well i think part of that feeling for my experience at least and maybe this was part of it for you too i don't know was that i thought that movie kept forgetting it's uh to commit to horror yeah like that that was where it was you know there was that argument that went around right after it came out that it wasn't really a horror movie right i was like "Ah, okay well no it's a horror movie it's definitely that's that's the goal that's the genre 10 that's what it's working with but there were so many times where it didn't commit to the dread of a horror movie where they would undercut scenes that were supposed to be tense with jokes or you know these kids would do things that were just completely kind of ridiculous in the face of um you know they would run into the fear run into the danger as opposed to be afraid of it and so on so i thought they kind of undercut there were way too many what? scenes for me where the clown shows up and doesn't kill a child to the point where I thought, well, maybe they don't need to worry about the clown so much. Right. And that that just ruined it for me. To me, that the special effects were so great and it was such a roller coaster ride that for was, me was I was I was able to was. I was able to uncouple from the you know, the that uh, here in this in Aliens, it bothers me a little bit. It just seems a little there's a lot of implausible stuff. Again, Prometheus is the but you're ultimate saying the, con- the sort of the like what my complaint about the clown is that it's only it's a convenient threat to it, whatever the story requires. You're saying that's happening with the aliens here. Yeah, I'm saying right. That's what I'm saying. And it doesn't it's a little harder to to buy here. For me, it was more entertaining in that way because it was so colorful and full of you know, crazy, you know, um, imagery and, you know, just beautiful horror imagery, like and genuinely terrifyingly scary imagery that it was, it got away with, it was much easier to get away with it there. I mean, that was, I mean, I, I thought that was the special effects and the, and the horror factor in the new it was really superior. I mean, it was really, you know, a, a notch above your average, you know, way above your average, um, horror movie as far as just pure scares you know i just i could watch that again in a heartbeat just because it was so much fun as a roller coaster ride as a you know fun house disney horror haunted house you know roller coaster ride here there's not enough um for me not to be distracted by the fact that well they you know these these aliens where, where by now would have would have ambushed her yeah well if you want to know where the aliens are you're going to have to ask whoever john's guest was last wednesday 
because that's the last time one appeared in this film. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a, a quick, you know, wrap up on my like my feelings on it. I didn't think it was remotely scary. Really? But I thought it was a really I thought it was a really great update on Goonies. Uh-huh. Like it's a much better Goonies <laughs> playing around. It was Goonies and Horrorland. It is so. That, that's how I would put it. It is so interesting to know what scares people because to me it was so. And I'm not easily scared, and I love horror movies. I thought it was really genuinely scary. Um, so that's a whole interesting conversation, which I hopefully you know maybe I'll have that on my podcast with you. Uh, I, I yeah. think it's very interesting how relative. You know, just sort of like comedy, but horror is, you know, is a relative thing. Um, This kind of movie, like Aliens, is a little more objective because it's action and, um, you know, it's 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 not a straight horror movie. So, uh, you know, I think it's a little more of a narrow scope of what would be enjoyable to the average person. And again, I don't mean to disparage this movie because this movie is amazing. You know, it's it's fantastic. Um, I'm just putting in little criticisms as, as, uh, Oh, you should. And you're right. I, I kind of never really thought about the fact that the aliens should be ganging up on her already. Now, maybe it's because their job is to stay close to the, to the queen in this particular situation. Yeah, it's, it's maybe her firing me. those incinerators out really does keep them at bay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I in this you're probably right. There, we, we talked a lot about the selectivity of the acid for blood in this movie too. Yes. How yes. It's only a threat here and there. And it really, sh- there should just be holes all over the damn place from that ship burning through everything. Well, at least, but, at least this movie doesn't decide, Oh, suddenly now they can spit the acid, which comes, comes right. up in alien, in alien four and annoys the hell out of me. Well, that's the that. evolution, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, it's not right. They change. never did that before. They can't do that. They can't. You can't just suddenly come out with a new power. Yeah, well, it's exa- actually, you know, I hate that movie, but actually, that's exactly what they can do. That's what evolution is. They're, it's, it's what a couple hundred years later or whatever in that movie, and the aliens have evolved a lot. They've taken on different characteristics. So, well, maybe I, I just don't, don't like spitting. It's very rude. It is very rude, you're right, especially if you have acid. I don't know why, the, the absence of aliens in this stretch has never bothered me in this movie. It's one of those things that, because of the movie is so well-structured and the, so it's, it's, the storytelling is so good, I'm with it. I'm still with it. It doesn't take me out of the movie. I just chalk it up to, I don't know the explanation for this, but there is an explanation for it. Just because I don't know it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I, I, Which, I watch but, a lot of movies with that attitude. And I'm fine with most things. You could apply that to it, though, much more easily because that's a total, you know, completely supernatural. Yeah, but I still needed, because it was a movie all about a clown killing kids, every time the clown doesn't kill a kid, I feel but like, that's so much, oh, maybe the clown's not a problem. That's so much more supernatural. You know, that's more like The Shining where it's like you really have to think about, you know, the, you know, the nature of the supernaturalness and you will never, you know, really grasp it. There, you know, it could, it could be anything. So... You know, it, whereas here we have organic creatures living in our, the same reality that we are, you know, we, living by the same rules that we are. So, But if the aliens show up and they don't do anything, that's different. But they're just not there for some reason. And I'm okay with not knowing what the reason is. And then later on we see the aliens and they're not killing her and we know exactly why because uh, the, the queen is there and the eggs are threatened and they're being told to stand back in some way by the queen screeching i don't know how a lot of aliens aren't there a lot of aliens i mean think of all those aliens they were shooting up in the hallway with the sentries uh which there should have been acid you know like gallons of acid well yeah um that's a whole other but you know it is implied in the movie that there are a lot of aliens here right well the movie actually i believe is titled aliens plural so that implies that there is definitely more than one 
There's a lot, yeah. and there's there's just as many as we need, and just as yes. few as we need. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's how that's fine. I mean, right. how else? You're right, though. Like as we talk this out, it's like, okay, how else would it work? Like if you were writing this movie. Same with the acid for blood. Well, are we going to make a movie about acid for blood or are we going to make a movie about a lot of aliens? And they decided since he wrote – since the first thing he did for, on this movie was write the word aliens on a board to pitch it. Obviously, the whole idea behind making this movie was have a lot of aliens. Yeah. But you, you're going to have to manipulate a little bit. You know, you're going to have to – I mean, you could come up with reasons why they're not attacking her now. The fact that you can come up with them make, makes it plausible because, well, we don't really know. We don't have any precedent for what multiple aliens would do in this situation. I mean, they were just laying in the cut back when the Marines were in that room, right? Like the original cocoon room they go into. The aliens are just laying low until yeah. shit gets crazy, until yeah, they fire right. off they an were incinerator. Just, they were blending into the walls. Right. Why yeah. were they doing that? Right. Yeah. Oh, but, maybe that but, they, they have their reasons. You know, aliens yeah. have their reasons. You know, we can't really yeah. relate to them. So, yeah. but how much better would this movie have been if it was called A Lot of Aliens? A lot of a lot like of aliens. A L O T T A. A lot of aliens. A lot of aliens. Ten thousand aliens. Hey, a lot of aliens. Look at this. I got aliens over here. Aliens over there. There's a lot of aliens. That's what the poster says. Like, yeah, there aliens should have been, over here, yeah, period. Yeah. Aliens, ellipsy. aliens galore. And there should have aliens galore. I like that. Right. Look at his aliens galore over here. <laughs> that's, that's and there should have been another character in the movie called Joey, who goes, look at all these aliens. <laughs> oh, so man, many friggin' aliens. There would have been so many more instances to, of the word friggin' in we the movie need to, if that was we, the case. The three of us need to write the next one. I, let's face yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of aliens. That's what we'll call it. Because we'll just do the same thing. We'll just make it be a lot. But, yeah, but there's like five, ten more aliens in this one. There's five, ten more aliens. There's 20, 25 more aliens over there. Look at all those aliens. I'm going to I'm gonna push for like a new sequel, which includes the character of Joey, who just points out how many aliens there are. Look at all these aliens. There's aliens over there, over there. That's not that far from Bill Paxton's character. And he survives the movie, too. He, sur- he gets, he lives... I can see how Yeah, at the end, he just says, hey, no more aliens. There's no more aliens. You got rid of all the aliens. <laughs> That's it. Movie over. Next movie, no more aliens, starring Joey. Wah, wah. All right. Well, I don't have any more notes for this minute. Do you guys? I have one thing I want to bring up, which is the your previous guest, uh, Ella Moran, Ella the retailer Moran, uh, mentioned something. She dropped a bombshell on the audience. When she yeah. mentioned that uh, her dad was a was an actor and he had uh, worked with Sigourney Weaver, and at one point Sigourney Weaver held her as a baby, um, yeah. and uh, I think I actually can top that. I can I can blow that fact out of the water. Uh, when <laughs> okay. I was a baby, I was personally nursed by George Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, the great um, wait, actor George I, I, I Siegel. I don't know how far I want to get into the details of the nursing. Was in fact my wet nurse in reality. <laughs> Your wet nurse, yes. George Siegel. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's true. During true during fact. the making true of fact. California Sweet, great wait, great this. actor from the seventies and uh, a fine fine uh, nurse. Very very cool. Dude. That would be more very impressive cool. if he had something to do with aliens, but he did not. He did not. It's all That's I got. True. It's all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Susan, do you have anything else? 
No, I guess uh, we're ready for the last for for the fifth minute uh, coming up. Uh, but please do oh. visit my website at theshining237.com. My podcast is Shining Two Thirty Seven, and uh, we're on iTunes. And w- wait, we're, we're we come back tomorrow. Oh yeah, one more. Okay, I thought it was going to be a three day weekend. I'm, okay, I, I thought I'm we on... were done. I thought we were done. All right, I guess I'll see you guys tomorrow. It's Joe Dater. I'm sleeping on your floor. Okay. If well, you don't mind. So am I. You don't see a bed, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, you can find us at alienminute.com on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcast or on Twitter at Alien Minute Pod. All right. We'll see you tomorrow for minute 115.